Since the dawn of salvation Darkness reigns no more For Jesus is greater He is greater Sing with us this morning. So rejoice, rejoice, sending your son to meet me where I was at, God, to find me in that place of hopelessness. God, and I rejoice, and all around the world rejoices because hope came, because hope found us, and redemption won the battle. Come on, somebody. We can worship on a Christmas service. We can worship when we're singing Christmas songs. Because our Savior came. Jesus, thank you. He's so good. So I rejoice because the ransom was paid for me. And I don't have to, I don't have to have the punishment. I don't have to take the punishment for my sin. Thank you, Jesus. I celebrate you today. I celebrate you in this place. That's what we're here for. That's what we came for. We came for you. It's so good. I want you to remember that. As you're seated this morning, as we kind of transition into the, the message this morning, I want you to be thinking about that. 
that redemption came, that blood bought us. And we don't have to face the punishment. Come on, that, what about that for a Christmas present? Come on. Okay, so I was told this was my time to talk. I just, literally, I just pointed at her. That's all I did. <laughs> um, you might remember about three weeks ago, while I wasn't here, but Jared told you about a local house fire. We've been informed of another one, and this is actually a family that several uh, of us know um, that's going out towards plain dealing, right, Jared? Um, it's a family that has, it's a wife and a husband, and they have five children. This is actually the second time their house has burned down. Um, their house burned down, Fred, Mr. Fred said, in 2016, and then last year he, the husband was involved in a bad accident and was in the hospital for months, maybe. Um, we, since we know this family, we're collecting money, and we're, we're the Grace Clause is going to write them a check to use as they need because we don't know what, ex, you know what expenses they have around this time. So if anybody would like to donate to this family, you can... Uh, Either do an envelope and put it and you know mark it to the Grace Closet Fire Victims. Um, we're going to try to get them a check cut and to them like before Tuesday so that they can use it for whatever they need to around this time of year. Um, so if anybody has any questions, just come and talk to uh, Jared or myself or Jason. So anything else, Jared? Okay, thank y'all. we get started I want to do something um, we have uh, we practice prayer here at community church we believe in the power of prayer we believe that God hears our prayers so right now before before we go any further come on can you imagine going through that Christmas is this week going through that imagine as a parent going through that with your children so right now all around this room let's just lift that family up right now God I just give that family to you right now in this moment right at this very moment God I pray that the Holy Spirit encircles them God wherever they are at God that they feel the embrace of the Savior right now God, I pray that love just pours in on that, on that family. God, make a way, bring restoration of that situation. God, uh, be there with them and bring them out of this whole thing more hopeful and knowing you with a deeper relationship. And we all said in the name of Jesus, amen. So I want to share with you briefly this morning, and we all know that means nothing when the senior pastor says it. So uh, I, I told Christina, I said, yeah. If you want to get up and talk, please do, because I'm almost fully dead after we sing that song. So, listen, all this right here is not for holding air, okay? That's for holding Taco Bell. So, I know what y'all, some of y'all was thinking, he a big man, he can sing loud. That's not the case. All right. So, uh, if you want to turn in your Bibles this morning, you brought your Bible, right? I'll remember that. <laughs> Turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 7 And uh, we're going to look at verse 14 And while you're getting there uh, While you're getting to that location um, I just want to say that I hope that you have a very blessed time this week uh, Remember we are not meeting Wednesday evening uh, We're not meeting tonight Make sure that you spend time with your family Make sure you love on them Even if you voted for different folks Come on somebody Because hey, it's about the presence Not about the presence Y'all got what I said? Alright, so Isaiah 7 and 14 
says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So we all know the story. We've all seen the nativity scene. Um, and, you know, and, and my grandmother, she has like this nativity scene and it's, it's, it's all white and it's like ceramic looking. And I don't know how all the little boys that when y'all saw all that action that happened earlier. Okay. He got it from somewhere. And all them little boys that went through her house did not completely demolish that nativity scene. And if it happened, if a camel got their head knocked off, I don't know. She's a really skilled uh, with the super glue, I guess. So, but we've got all, this, all that fun stuff, and we've got all the nativity scenes and all this stuff, and we sing our songs. So we know the story, so we're not going to go totally back over the Christmas story, the story of Christ's birth, how he came to earth to meet us where we were at. Come on, it's so good. But I want to focus on the star this morning, on the beacon, okay? Uh, the star of Bethlehem is one of the most recognizable uh, symbols of the whole Christmas season. You see it everywhere. And we even have, and I thought about this too late, but we should have had one of these kids come running out with that. We got a star costume somewhere in this church. We should have had one of the kids run out with that thing on right now. But it's a, you know, and, and I always wanted to be the star, like if we had a Christmas program, Sue, because guess what? Stars don't talk, y'all. And so, you know, all the little kids want to be, I want to be Mary. I want to be Joseph. I'm like, nah, dude, I want to be either a donkey <laughs> or the star. I will be a bale of hay because then all I have to do is sit there and not say nothing. Okay, I don't want to be I don't want to be talking. The one time I did talk and this is just a little self-disclosure cuz I want you to know your pastor and trust me with your life. All right, your spiritual life, I mean. Listen, uh, the uh, the one time we did have a a play and I got volunteered to play the part of of Jesus and it was an Easter program. Man, I got a, I walked through that door tripped and I got up to the girl I was supposed to talk to and all I could remember was eh? <laughs> yeah. It was bad. It was so bad that uh, Pastor G.R. Collier was having to yell my lines out to me. Okay? And he wasn't at any of the practices. He was just a pastor. Uh, so anyway, um, but, but the, the star is always a, a cool thing to be at the, at the programs. And so if we look at the word that, they, that the, the, the Hebrew uses there, uh, it's uh, oath. Okay, and it sounds like oath, like I give you an oath of honor. But what that word means is beacon. Okay, not bacon. Some of y'all hungry. Beacon. Okay, so we could almost we could almost say uh, the Lord Himself will give you a beacon. Okay, and uh, so there's there's some some debate about what exactly the star was, and I kind of wanted to just kind of throw some of these ideas at you this morning, just to just to kind of get you know, get you kind of in the zone here. Uh, some people believe it was planets that uh, lined up in just a certain way. And it's about to happen. Uh, is it this week or next week? Come on, somebody that knows. Tomorrow. Okay, go outside, look up at the sky. We're all going to be out there looking, okay? So you can, you can actually see this happen. And that did happen close to the time that Jesus was born. But 
probably not the exact time, okay? And uh, also there was, uh, some people believe maybe it was a comet, but we got to remember something when we're looking at, when we're wondering what exactly this thing was. When we have a nativity scene, there's three guys in the nativity scene, right? What are they, what are they called? The, the, the three what? The three wise guys? Okay. All right, the three, uh, the three wise men, the magi, okay. When, when we have a little pretty little nativity scene, little baby doll Jesus laying there, they're, they're always there. Guess what? Can I mess up Christmas for you? Can I ruin all the nativity scenes? They didn't get there until he was a lot bigger than that, okay? Listen, these guys had to travel a long way. They weren't just down the street, heard somebody crying and came to look, okay? They weren't there yet. So whatever happened had to be there and had to be stationary long enough for them to look at it and follow it, okay? And so uh, some people think that's what happened. Some people think maybe it was a supernova, a star exploded. We don't really have any evidence of that. And so what I have to think, what I have to lean on, because the Bible gives other evidence, is this was a God. Listen, God can use natural things to accomplish uh, things for his purposes, but I believe that he uh, used a supernatural phenomenon for a specific purpose. And listen, Guess what? God does that in other places in the Word. You guys remember uh, there are numerous places where God uses a supernatural phenomenon to accomplish, to help n- uh, natural people accomplish a goal. Uh, the burning bush, you remember that? Uh, the pillar of cloud and fire, remember that? Uh, the great fish. Listen, uh, all these things God created for a purpose, okay? Um, there's so we could go on and on and on, uh, but the, the star, whatever it may have actually been, um, was was importantly more importantly than what it was was what it does. Okay, it's a beacon, and it led specifically to Jesus. Who, and this is what we're going to go for today, is our beacon. When we want to find our way to hope, to peace. Away from the things that wrap us up in life. When, when we're going through situations, and this time of year, a lot of times it gets really hard because we, we miss people maybe that have gone on. We miss people that are, uh, we, we, we think about situations and things that have happened. And a lot of times that hurt comes running back into our hearts during the Christmas season when we want to be held, we want to be comforted. Okay, and so um, Jesus is our beacon. He is our way. When we follow him, we can end up in a good place. Okay, and so I want to give you three things, three characteristics of a beacon that is good. Uh, You could follow a signal that's not good, but Christ is a true beacon for our lives. And so the first thing is a beacon is visible. It stands out against its surroundings. Um, I heard a guy talking uh, the, about being colorblind. And, he, and, I, and we said, how do you drive? He said, I memorize where the lights go. Like, what do you do what? <laughs> uh, okay. And um, it, it, so that was kind of a weird, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm going to ride with you. I don't think I ever did ride with that guy. But anyway. You, when you're looking for a beacon, you want something that stands out. I went to a meeting uh, yesterday, or not yesterday, it was, it was actually uh, kind of late evening uh, in North Shreveport yesterday, and I came on the way back, it was super foggy. 
I mean, it was extremely foggy, and I was going up uh, through Gillum and all that, and, you know, those low lands, and, I mean, fog. I feel like if I had got hungry, I could have pulled over, got the pocket knife out, cut me a slice, okay? It was mashed potato thick, okay? And I had to look. I had to be really careful. Wasn't no speeding happening, okay, because they got deer out there, y'all. And I would look. In the middle of the road, what do we have? We have those reflectors, and I would watch those things. And that made, when I watched those things, I could see them shining brightly, and I could see uh, signs and those kind of things because they're beacons. They keep us where we're supposed to be. So this star, this beacon, it stood out in contrast to the night sky that surrounded it. And uh, it was obvious you know, Jesus in John 8 said, uh, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So when we follow Jesus, when we follow that beacon, we can keep our gaze fixed because although there may be other things going on that want to distract you, can I tell you something? I love saying this phrase because it's so good. Listen, uh, Satan wants to distract you. Come on, somebody. He wants to distract you and he can do that, but he cannot defeat you. Okay. So as long as you keep your eyes on Jesus, on that beacon, Okay, you can't be defeated by other things and it may hurt. Listen, he could get behind you and hit you in the back. But as long as you keep your eyes focused on Christ, on that true beacon, you cannot be stopped. You cannot be defeated. And that's good. The second thing, a beacon is immovable and is true, does not jump around, does not move around. Um, we had a, a I was working, and I, it'd be cool if, if Jason Spears was still here because he, was, he worked at this grocery store at the time. Where's Bo? There you are. Bo knows. All right, so a long time ago, me and Bo, used to, we used to haul meat from different Piggly Wigglies, okay, and, uh, and save a lot. Drive a little, save a lot. And uh, we went to one in Texarkana one day, and they had a really weird uh, ramp on the, in the back of that store. And I had a trailer full of uh, boxes, heavy boxes of, of uh, meat products and stuff like that. And, and uh, so I backed up to the, um, to the ramp, and uh, the guys came out of that, the, the market part of that store, and they laid down this little ramp on the back of my trailer, and they would run a, a flatbed up on that thing. And they had to be really careful because it would flip over. They'd have this big stack, this pallet stacked really high with boxes, and it would turn over. And so they got it just right, and they went back in the store to get it, get, kind of get ready. And I, you know, I, was, I was sitting there looking at that thing. You ever just look at something? And I was looking at it, and I thought, man, it looks a little crooked. It was right where it needed to be, y'all. These guys knew more than I did. But I was looking at it, and I thought, it looks a little crooked. And so I just walked over there with my little foot. And I just kind of kicked it a little bit. And I stepped back and I eyeballed it. And I said, oh, yeah, that's just right. And they came back out and they had this, this pallet of meat. They were going to go up. They were going into the thing. And they got to run at it, man. There's a bunch of these guys. And they ran. And they said, ah, they hit it, man. Boxes everywhere. Boy, it was a baloney situation. And I just went. 
you know, and uh, <laughs> and one of them guys, he, he, he got, he was mad. He took his hat off. He said, he said, man, that thing was right where we needed it. It's like it moved. And I was like, <gasps> do you think it's the devil? Like, I mean, I, I, and y'all, I don't know where those guys are in their lives right now, but they never got told of what really happened that day. Listen, so a beacon does not just jump around, okay? A true beacon, something that we can follow, it stays on target. Night after night on their journey, these magi would look up uh, to, to this great light. Can you imagine how bright that thing was? Listen, we have something that we call light pollution, in, in modern society, and that's where you get, uh, you get, if you walk outside, even in, even in a small place like Spring Hill, we got so many lights going up that you can't really see the stars well. Man, we went uh, up to the Kayamichi Mountains a few, uh, about a month or so ago, and, and I just would stand out there in, at night, and I would look up at those stars and just be amazed at what God did. Come on. I would just be amazed at our, at our universe, what God created, and he created it for me to be in, okay? And so I just would sit there amazed, and we don't get that. We don't get to look at that here in town because we have uh, those lights. So I imagine how bright those stars would have been way back then, okay? And they're looking at this thing, and they can see it, and it's bright, and it's pointing the way. Uh, and, and every Every night they would get up, they've traveled, they would get up and they would look at that star. They would look at that beacon and they would know that was the way. You see, Jesus never changes. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, our, our Savior is eternal. Our Savior was there before we began. He was there. Uh, he'll be there after we go on from this life. Hopefully, we all go to him. But listen, I love the verse that says, while we were yet sinners. Listen, Christ loved you while you were unlovable. Christ loved you when you didn't love anyone else. Some of us, we talk about being hurt. Some of us were the ones causing the hurt. Come on. That's a hard truth to say. But some of us were the ones going around hurting people, and I was one of those. Y'all, before Christ got a hold of me, I was so messed up, toe up from the flow up, y'all. And hurting people. Listen, hurting people. But you know what happens? It's always a hard issue because hurt people, come on somebody, hurt people. Okay, and so Christ, even while you were in that kind of mess, loved you enough that he came to fight for you, that he came and carried a cross up a hill to die for you. And that same love that he had in his heart and in his mind, I love that song, while he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Don't you think that's true? Don't you know that while he was going through that torment and that torture, that he was thinking about us, that he was thinking about the victory. Come on, somebody. The victory that we get to walk in, the hope that we get to walk in, because he was the beacon. He is the beacon. He doesn't change. And I love that verse, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same love that, that Jesus carried up that hill far away. Come on is still 
powerful today. He still loves you that same way. The third thing a beacon does is it shows the way. It stands out. It stays true. And it shows the way. The Magi followed this beacon. And eventually, it took a while. We talked about that already. They didn't get up. Because listen, let's be real. They brought, uh, they brought some things. We all talk about the, the, the things that they brought. They were nice. But don't y'all know that Mary would have been a little offended. If they showed up and he was still a baby, they did not bring one diaper. You brought me frankincense? What am I going to do with that? Not one diaper. Listen, let me tell you what really happened. They brought these things. They're very, very expensive. Uh, Mary and Joseph were, um, they were an impoverished uh, couple. Okay, they, they were traveling around, and they had to get out of the place where Jesus was born. They, you know that. They had to flee. And that kind of thing is expensive to do. It was expensive back then. It's expensive now. Okay, and so when these guys brought these gifts, don't you know that those helped? Don't you know those expensive gifts helped this family make it through? Come on, it was like a stimulus package, and it was really a package. That would be really cool if, if they're going to send you a stimulus. They need to send it wrapped up in some paper. Then you can just tear into it and be like, man, I don't feel so bad about paying this back now. So anyway, when they eventually found what they were looking for, uh, they, eventually, uh, they eventually got where they were going. They eventually found what they were looking for after following that beacon. When we follow Jesus as our beacon of hope, we find the rescue that we so desperately seek. Acts 4 and 4 says salvation is found in him and no one else. And he said that he was the way, he is the way, that he is the truth. And I think that a lot of people get really in this, this, this place in their lives because they're seeking. I was texting with someone in the past few days and and we were talking about a, an entertainer that we both used to watch. And this guy was a missionary. And he would go overseas. The entertainer was. He was a missionary. He would go overseas. And he would uh, serve. And he would, he would carry the word of Christ. He would carry the gospel to people that were going through things. But he, he was searching. And I think we're all searching. Just like these, these wise men, these magi, they were searching for this king uh, we, are, we are searching. We're searching for truth. We're searching for those things. And unfortunately, this, this young man, he was searching and he let uh, people from the world influence his search. And he stopped looking at the beacon and he searched within himself. And let me tell you, church, when you, when you search within yourself and you place hope in yourself and you place hope in someone else, you have a limited hope. That's when we place our hope in Christ because he's infinite. And no matter what happens, we talked about it, no matter what Satan does to you, if you face the beacon, he can't take you down. And so this, this gentleman, he left the faith because he didn't feel like his search had been satisfied. And I want to tell you something. When you search for Christ, you will find him. When you seek for Christ, you will find him. When you... Focus on that beacon. 
and you need hope in your life, you will find it. And I think there are a lot of people that are hurting. They've been through things and they're wondering why. Why did I go through this? Why am I still dealing with scars? And they're searching for reasons. And, and I want to give you great answers on all those questions, but I'm sorry, I can't give you great answers, but I know the one who can. And so that's my best advice for someone that is seeking, that is hurting, that you listen, Pastor JB may not be able to give you all the best answers, all the advice, but I will walk next to you as you walk towards Christ, who is the one true answer. Jesus is not just our beacon of hope in whom we find peace. He is also the redeemer that bought that peace. He fought for us so that we might know peace in the midst of chaos. Come on, has 2020 been a little bit chaotic for some folks? It's probably been a little bit chaotic for all of us. But there's still been a beacon. There's still been a bright point that I could look at in the midst of all this chaos and have hope. Sometimes as you travel, you have the pain of travel. You hurt, your feet hurt, you get injured, you get weary. And I imagine as these, these magi traveled that those things probably happened to them. But they kept their focus on the beacon. I imagine a ship out on the ocean, and I love that song my father-in-law used to sing about the lighthouse. I'm not going to sing it, don't worry. Imagine where a ship, what would happen? It would be dashed on the rocks. It would be lost forever. But the lighthouse stands tall. It stands bright and stands strong. In the midst of all the chaos, someone that's weary and sick and, and they've been fighting the waves for so long can look at that beacon of hope and know there is solid ground. It may not be under my feet now, but it can be. You've got to keep pushing. And I want to wrap this up with, I want to go way back in the Old Testament to Daniel. You guys remember Daniel? The lion's den? That Daniel. Brittany said, what other Daniel is there? I was like, well, I was thinking of some that I know personally, but they're not in the Bible. In the book of Daniel, chapter 2, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, I'm, I'm just going to kind of go back over this story with you really quickly because the way this wraps up is so cool, and I love the way that God can bring things together. And so uh, in, in the book of Daniel chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had a dream. And when he awakened, he's deeply troubled by this dream. I had a dream the other day that an alligator was biting my leg. And I woke up and there was literally something touching me. And I was about to swing and I looked up, it was Piper. And I thought, girl, you almost died. Wake your mama up next time. <laughs> and... Uh, so Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. He, he woke up from the dream. He was deeply troubled. And he, he couldn't recall all the details of it. So he called, his, uh, he called the, these wise men. And 
he wanted to know, what did this mean? What did this dream mean? He wanted answers, just like so many of us in our lives want answers. We need answers when all these things are going on. And so he says, what, what did this dream mean? What, could you explain it to me? And they think about it, and they think about it. And if you watched VeggieTales, they sang a song about it. But they can't come up with an explanation. And so uh, the king orders that they be killed. That's harsh. When Daniel hears of this, he goes in. He promises the king that he will explain what the dream is and interpret it for him. After all that, uh, Daniel is appointed to be uh, something called the Rab Mag, or chief of the Majoi. You, you remember? What do we call the, these wise men? We call them Magi. This is where we get the words magic and magician. These were wise men. They thought, they, uh, the, they thought that these men had abilities to do things. And so he became the chief of all of them, the leader of all of them. And so uh, Daniel would teach. He would teach these men. And Daniel gave prophecies. Daniel even gave prophecies regarding the coming of the Messiah. He gave prophecies regarding the timing of the coming of the Messiah. And so, um, so Daniel, he handed those teachings down. And even after his death, this order of the Magi would have kept these teachings alive. And they would have kept these prophecies Alive, They would have passed them down. These men were fascinated with astronomy. They would look at the heavens. They worshipped some of the, the stars that were there. And they would look at the heavens. And there, there's actually a prophecy that, that talks about a star rising out of Jacob, which is Israel, like a king's scepter. And don't you know that Daniel handed that teaching down to them? And so night after night, for hundreds of years, this order of, of wise men would gaze out into the east, waiting and watching for a beacon. And then one day, can you imagine? Come on. I love when someone, when, when, when we're, you know, we preach and we teach and someone comes to Jesus. Man, y'all will see your pastor cry. It will happen soon. And I just imagine one day, one evening, everyone's kind of, they're getting ready to, to, to I guess, turn in for the night. And, and one, one, one of these Order of the Magi, he goes out and he stands and he gazes out into the east. And he says, wait a minute. And he sees this beacon that wasn't there before. <laughs> and he runs back in and he says, hey, 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 look, everybody wake up. It's time. The king that Daniel told us about, that Daniel prophesied about, is born. He's here. And so I imagine everyone jumps up and they go look. And they're in awe of this beacon. And they all pack up hastily. And they move out. And they begin to travel. And they begin to follow the beacon. We talked a little bit last week about Babylon. 
Y'all love this so much. We talked about Babylon and we talked about the, the word, the name Babylon. And where did that come from? It comes from a story in Genesis about the Tower of Babel. A group of people got together, and these were ancient men and women. They got together, and they decided that they would build a tower to show how great they were, that they would become like God, that they would become better than God by building this thing. And so God saw this, and uh, he said, let us go down and confuse their language. And that happened. And at the Tower of Babel, all these people, they couldn't speak anymore to each other. They were confused and they dispersed and the whole thing fell apart and it failed. And so Babylon means confusion. And so I want to drop this on you. These wise men were Babylonian. They left that, that great city in the east. They left confusion and followed the beacon of truth. Come on, somebody. You see where I'm going with this? Listen, God, will, God has a beacon that he has placed in your life, and that is Christ. And no matter what kind of confusion that you dwell in, I imagine that these guys were probably comfortable. They were taken care of by royalty. And sometimes we get comfortable in our confusion. But at the end of the day, we lay down and we still, we wonder and we still want more. Just like these magi at the end of the day, they would lay there and they would think, when is the king coming? When is the beacon? When is the sign coming to us? And in our lives, sometimes we face the same situation. But God, in his great mercy and his great generosity, gave his son to be the beacon of hope for us. And so I want to challenge you this morning that we walk out of confusion and we walk towards truth, focusing on that, be that beacon, setting our eyes on that beacon. And if you'll stand with me this morning, I want to just invite, if you're here this morning and you would say, Pastor, I am dwelling in confusion. Or you're watching this or you're listening and you say, Pastor, I'm dwelling in confusion and I want to walk towards the truth. I want to pray with you. And so what I'm going to do, where's Pastor? Uh, is, is Jason back there still or did he, he left? Okay. Um, I'm gonna wait here at the front. And if you wanna pray with me, if you wanna pray, say, Pastor, I've got confusion in my life and I need truth. I wanna invite you to come down to this altar and I won't get in your face. I'm gonna stand behind you, okay? So don't worry about that. I want you to come down and let's pray together that God makes that beacon so bright in your life that you, can, you can't see anything else, that you focus solely on that. So just for a few minutes, I want to give you a chance. If that's you, let's pray.